back to nerds adulting this is part two of the top nerd stories of 2019 where brandon ralph and i dive into the most popular nerd stories of the past 12 months i want to talk about avengers endgame we got to see uh the release of avengers endgame on april 26 which culminated over 10 years of marvel movies ushering a new era which began with uh spider-man far from home which released on july 2nd this year as well um, a couple of things that happened this year with Avengers is it also got re-released with some new footage, which gave them the chance to dethrone Avatar as the highest grossing movie of all time. Now, I don't recall if Avatar had a second run in the theaters, which I thought was kind of funny that they had to re-release Avengers to dethrone them. But um, what did you guys think about the, the, the endgame movie, the, the, the final, or not the final, but the final movie of this phase, I guess you could say? Brandon, I'll start with you because I know how much you love MCU. I didn't hear your name. Did you say me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I said, Brandon, I'm going to start with you because I know how much you love MCU, and I'm pretty sure you and I have the same affinity for Endgame. So I'm kind of curious, uh, what, what do you want to, what do you have to say about this year's Endgame, Avengers Endgame movie? So I thought that it was probably my number one or number two movie of the year, and I think that it was, um, it was probably the most satisfying movie Second, so I think my number one movie of the year was Toy Story 4. And that was because I identified with it so much as a parent and as someone who grew up with that franchise. This was satisfying for a different reason, just because it culminated in 21. It was the culmination of 21 movies over the course of, you know, 11 years. And I, it ended pretty well. And you think about all of the threads and all the things that they had to tie up to make it make sense. And they did it. And it was a fantastic achievement. And I floated on that for a while. Like, I was kind of disappointed in Spider-Man Far From Home. But also didn't care. Because I was like, the thing that mattered the most to me was Endgame. And because it was good, uh, I really enjoyed it. So, um, I thought that that was a remarkable achievement. I know, Ralph, you probably had a little different feelings about it right but once you introduce time travel you can never not it's have all time broken travel. yeah you've broken it once you introduce time travel you can never not have time travel that's really where i was i was okay with the movie until the time travel stuff came in and then after that i was just like well <laughs> time travel will fix everything <laughs> you know what's kind of funny about that it reminds me of um uh, Rise of Skywalker, because they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll just do that move, that Admiral Holdo thing, and just crack." And were like, "No, that that only works one time." And it's like, yes. well, why? <laughs> why? Once a million shots. It's like a Jedi hand wave. He's like, "Nope." <laughs> All you do is turn the ship towards the other ship, and then go into hyperdrive. What is the, that? Could only happen once. What do you mean it'll only happen once? We get real close, we go into hyperdrive, and we blow stuff up. I don't, I don't really even. Yeah, and, so uh, I 
there's going to be, I think that they're going to find a way to legitimately get rid of or make it not a factor going forward. Because, okay, so here's an example. What if the next Avengers movie, the villain was Kang the Conqueror? Then mm. what? Yeah, fucked y'all up, didn't I? So even <laughs> if they have time travel, the dude who knows time travel better will be the one to stop them. So it won't the thing work. Is, every movie now must have time travel in it. Every every MCU movie must have time. Once you introduce time travel, it is the end all be all of how we fix everything, right? Because every um, logical in any problem solving, any logical way is just like, okay, so this bad thing happened. Why don't we go back in time and fix it? So listen, Ralph, what I'll tell you is time travel is a uh, once in a lifetime maneuver and uh, we can't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but as far as like everything else, I'm going to say I hear help during the, uh, what's the guy's name? Robert Downey, Downey Jr. part. Um, RDJ. Yeah, I'll just say this, uh, you know, uh, Pete, we probably haven't, since we haven't talked a lot about that, I think the Marvel movies are trash. Like, I really think they're, like, not very good movies. There's been maybe one, maybe two uh, really drugs. good Mar- uh, Marvel movies. I, no, first, actually, I think Brandon has mentioned this to me before. I think this is Mar- striking a chord now. <laughs> the Marvel, uh, what is the the first one? That, I think the Winter Soldier is the best movie that they have. It is an I think it is an exception. Yeah, everybody says that. Yeah, it is an exceptional movie. The rest of them are just kind of like paint by numbers, like I can see. I and Infinity I think War was pretty pretty damn good. I mean, in my opinion. Uh, Infinity War was the one with who? Thanos. The introduction uh, of Thanos. Are you serious? Thanos. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I I think they're trash. I don't really even know who does what. <laughs> it was the one that came out right <laughs> was, before Endgame. Was that the literally one where a year the, before? Was <laughs> a that year. the one where they're in the airport beating each other up? No, That's that was Civil, Civil War. That There's one is lots that of wars. One is okay. Uh, Wait, that which one is okay? The airport? Was, yeah, the one with the airport. The airport fight. So in really, particular. you just like all the Captain America movies? That's what you. That's what you really. Yeah, need. I think I like the movies where there are uh, more. Um, or Captain Earth, America. Yeah, I got more it. Earth-bound stories. Uh, the Thanos. All this. Uh, Guardians it's, of the Galaxy. It's oh, funny stuff. to me though. Like, what do you expect these movies to be though? Like, they're comic book movies, you know. Like, I'm I kinda... mean, like, I don't expect them to be. He wants them to be <laughs> Batman v Superman. No, I do not want them to be Batman v Superman. <laughs> I want them. Thank uh, God that I, they're not. <laughs> I want to watch them, and um, and not know what's going on from every. Like, I don't want to be. Totally in but, on the mix, of the whole you, thing. But you—that's impossible. That is impossible for somebody familiar with comic books. Right. So you, and they're, not really, they're not good movies. <laughs> they're just not. Yeah, but not. you still. But if your criticism is that you you don't want to know what's going to happen, that's not possible. No, that's that is not. possible because they're not even going by the comic books. So it is. But that's totally- like when you do. Okay, here's an example. That's like saying you're going into Dark Knight Rises knowing that the villain is Bane. Well, I guess this motherfucker is going to try and break his back then. No. Like it's not possible for like the main beats of the story not to be known to you. Um, the Dark Knight Rises is not a very good example. <laughs> movie that, uh, that is that is on point as far as what you're. It's not your a good movie. Uh, another not good movie. 
They're not good movies. Um, so what's a good? What is a good comic book movie to you? Like I outside said, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Outside of the Marvel Universe. Um, yeah. Man of Steel. Man of Steel is a great movie. It took what we knew about Superman. So what is it that you think you didn't know going in? Because it's a story about Zod. So you know everything. Like, that movie has literally been made before. But if you've seen Superman 2, if you've seen Superman Huh? You know who Zod is and what he does. Yeah, but Superman 2, I'm not talking about as far as, I'm not talking about, like, superficially, like, I know the overall arching story. No. I know when I watch Marvel movies, I know every single beat before they say them. Like, I know everything that is about to happen. But Okay, so Captain America is about to show up here. They are so paid by numbers. This is how we would... How any, why is like, that a bad thing, though? Is I'm curious to know. Like, why is it such a bad there's thing? No, there's no intrigue to it. Dude, the thing that you're saying is absolutely true of Man of Steel. No way. Yeah. No I way. And there's no way to prove it, but I would disagree with you 100%. No like, if you way. don't know when Superman is going to show the fuck up, you haven't seen enough movies. Like, when Zod is threatening his mother, the only person that can stop him is Superman. So you tell me in that movie, no. going back to mind, the only thing that was surprising to me is when Kevin Costner died because it was dumb as fuck. <laughs> Don't I save me. Him. We The world's not I ready to know your spot, yeah. you're Superman. <laughs> I saved this dog. But don't you come and save me, because I don't want and anybody you know, to know your secret. And you know, and you know why that, 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 that scene is so powerful with Kevin Costner? Because it's dumb. No, it's it's because he's stupid. No, it's because he's stuck to his convictions. He said, do not use your powers in front of people. I don't you want to. Well to the convictions? I don't want even, And then motherfuckers is dumb. Even, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I couldn't hear. I said, the other people that stick to their convictions are anti-vaxxers, and those motherfuckers are dumb. <laughs> so I, just because you stick to a thing doesn't make it a good thing. Right. No, and exactly. for a dog no, during a tornado is dumb as fuck, and you'll never be able to tell me it makes sense. No, it, it, the whole point was he did not want him to show himself in front of people. Never. And he was willing to risk his life for it. I don't even understand. I Why get people what don't you're saying. That? I get what you're saying. There's a better way to articulate than what they did. Because the way that they went about doing it is dumb. If I told you that I wanted anti-gun legislation, walking into Congress with a gun, while I do have a point, is dumb. But that is the opposite of what he was doing. He, that's the no, I'm describing a stupid scene. No, 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 no. I'm describing no. a stupid scene. He might have a good point. He, Jonathan Kent might have a good point. You're using violence to say we want no violence. That is not what Kevin Costner said. Kevin Costner said, I do not, I want you to show the world your powers when you're ready to show them your power. So we've just had this fight. I want you to live the rest of your life with knowing that the last conversation that we had was you yelling at me and telling me I'm not your hey, father. Hey, sometimes, sometimes that's how it is. And that that has more dramatic weight to it that he has it's to live still, with. I don't know. It's, it's it's pretty dumb to that whole scene. I just think uh, I don't care if I'm Superman and my dad is trapped and he's he about to die. I'm gonna go the, save him because I can get two fucks about what people think. Travel to save all his Avenger uh, friends, uh, and then uh, maybe it'll uh, make sense. Uh, 
This is why Superman, the first one, did that better. Because the thing that he said in that movie was, all these powers that I have, and I still couldn't save him. Because he just had a heart attack. And that's the difference. That's the Snyder bullshit. It doesn't have to be a fucking dog in a tornado. It can be as simple as your blood vessels are all fucked up in your heart and you're You dying. act like Superman didn't want to save his father. No, but he what I'm saying have. is he could have saved him. He could have saved it. He chose not to. His, no, his and the difference between a heart attack. No. The difference between a heart attack and a tornado. This motherfucker literally flies around the earth to stop time and change it backwards. He can go to other planets and move planets. You're telling me that he wouldn't do that. And the thing, again, the subtlety in a heart attack is he just couldn't do it. There was nothing that he could do about it. There was nothing that he could do about it. And I think that that's a more powerful lesson than him choosing to let someone die. He didn't choose. His father told him to let him die. He still had a choice. He still, he still choice. had the ability to go his and save him. His father said no. But no. Oh, come on. So you're telling Ben, you're telling ben you're 30 some odd years in this life. You've done everything that your parents have told you to do. <laughs> no, but it showed that his father, was, his father was willing to. It shows that his father was willing to die. For his That's son, make it a good be thing. Humble. All right, we're to being be a dead horse not, here. Make it a good thing. All right, we're being a dead horse here, and we're not talking about no Avengers life. Endgame. I don't even understand. What would you do to make sure your son lived a normal life? Would you die to make sure your son live a normal life? I'm not saying that. Would you die to make sure your son lived a normal life? We're talking about it from Superman's perspective, though. He I'm let him die. The speeding you bullet. die to make sure your son lived a normal life? I mean, what are we talking about? Is he paralyzed? Like, when you say no. Because <laughs> <laughs> if the choice is between me dying and being paralyzed, then yeah, I would probably die. But if you're saying that a few more people, like, think about it like this. In the Marvel Universe, there are no secret identities. So we're quibbling about a thing that in the main universe in the movie that we're supposed to be talking about, everybody knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man and he's fucking fine. So you're telling me that in this universe, he has to die so he can protect a secret that in another universe that we're supposed to be discussing doesn't even matter. Yeah, Everyone knows who Steve Rogers is. Everyone knows who Tony Stark is. Because in one universe, you use time travel to save everybody. In the other universe, you don't. Listen, listen. you're trying to protect a thing that doesn't matter. I'm not he's protecting him. still... He's still Superman. Can't nobody hurt him. Can't nobody kill him. Protecting his secret identity is dumb. And that was a dumb way to do that. It's just a dumb way to do it. That's it. All right. That's it. We're done talking about Man of Steel now. I'm just calling it. It's a stalemate. (laughs) Ralph, you're not changing your opinion. I'm not changing my opinion. That's for damn sure. And neither is Brandon. So, that being said, is there anything else that we'd like to say about Avengers Endgame before we move on to the next movie? Can I use uh, time travel to change my opinion? Great um, movie. <laughs> yeah. So I will say this about Avengers Endgame. Yes, when you anytime you incorporate time travel into any movie, you're just you're just asking for uh, not disaster, but you're just asking for continuity issues. But I will say, for in my opinion, for Avengers Endgame, the way they handled the continuity issues, I was okay with um, mm-hmm. for the most part. I think they did it better than most other sh- other movies to date. The way they did the. Uh, how, how I can't even say how Hulk explained how time works. Like you know, like you can't go back in time and then you can't exist because how it changed. I, I I forgot the saying how he said it, but I will say the way it's they handled create an alternate universe. 
right the timeline everything. yeah so, you, you just change it i just think it was done better than most other movies have done with time especially the intricacies of how many different times they're going to it was basically you had to kind of throw that to the wind because it was basically paying fan service right they went back to all of the past 10 years of the movies to uh, as a callback um in order to pay off the ending of the movie essentially so that's why i was and, okay with it and my favorite thing about that is they went back to the shitty movies too. So they're in Thor to yeah. the dark world Yeah, and no one likes that movie, but they were like, we're going to make this movie relevant. Cause there are people who are like, what, wait, what's going on? Yeah. And I can't remember what the other one was. There were two movies that people don't like. And that was one. And there was another one. And it's like, yeah, we're going to make these two movies relevant. No, no what I <laughs> will say, funny. one of my favorite scenes in that movie though, was when Peter Quill was singing and they had, um, war machine and, um, who else was was uh was with him and they were watching him dance and then they just knock him out like i love that scene because like if you think about it like this dude is just walking around dancing grabbing little alien animals and and then they actually show what it looked like what it would look like sort of like in real life if you just saw some dude singing it was just i love that scene in that movie um but <laughs> moving on since we were talking about <laughs> more of Man of Steel than we were talking about uh, Avengers Endgame. Wait, I just want to move on talk a little bit. You know what the funny thing is? I like that movie. Me too! <laughs> I, I, wait. Except for that one scene. That's all I will say. I I'm with you, scene. Brandon. I'm Shit with you no 100%. Sense. Anyways. <laughs> I am I'm, I'm more upset. No. No more. We're done. <laughs> I, am, I am more upset about the kiss on the ashes of the dead. And I have a body. Where Lois Lane kiss dancing on a dead the, body. On the, on the ashes of dead people. <laughs> like, some smell funny to you? No, let's kiss. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Oh, it um, smells you, baby. <laughs> all right, moving on. All right, so in May, Call of Duty Modern Warfare was announced, and they also announced that. Um, it's gonna be. It was gonna be cross-platform play for all systems um, that Call of Duty: Modern Warfare were gonna be on. So PS4, PC, and Xbox mm-hmm. One. Um, they also announced shortly before the release uh, that PS4 was gonna get an exclusive game mode uh, that was not was gonna be not available until October 2020. What did you guys think about? Because the, they did some crossplay, like Sony has the market share right on games right now. We talked a little bit about that already. They have the foothold, they have all the systems, and they really had no reason to. I always said they had no reason to do this. They had no reason to open up their system so other game systems could play with them. They just didn't need to. But to their credit, they did. They allowed that. They think it started with Fortnite and then Rocket League, right? They were the first two that actually did it. This is like the first mainstream game that 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 they have done it with. So that being said, what did you guys think of the modern warfare, uh, announcement, um, and then bring cross platform play and also the exclusive game mode. First, who do you want first? I'll go Ralph. You go first. Uh, I haven't bought a call of duty since, uh, uh, what is it? Modern uh, black warfare. Ops 2? Oh, okay. You no, know, black. Ops 2. Black Ops two. I played a lot. And then after that, I don't know, but I mean, um, call of duty has been doing this, for years, whatever they were, when they were on Microsoft, they got all the DLC like a month early. I don't know yeah. about a year early, no. which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> by the time, by the time that exclusivity deal comes up, there'll be a new Call of Duty. Why exactly. That's what everyone's pissed off about. 
But no one's going to care anymore. <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> like, Sony must have paid in a lot of money. <laughs> it's like, we don't want nobody. And it's and it's a mode within a mode. It's called it's part of like Spec Ops, which is this co-op portion. It's and like, it wasn't reviewed well either. The okay. the game itself? No, 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 that mode. Oh, okay, yeah. I I haven't played it because so I got a Brandon. And I probably will talk about. He'll probably talk a little bit about the reasons why he has a, has abstained from it, even though initially I believe he wanted to buy it because of this uh, cross-platform mm-hmm. announcement. Um, but I didn't want to buy it because of Activision's. Owned by a Chinese company. I think Tencent owns 10% or more of them. I don't know specifically the amount off the top of my head. So I abstained from buying it, but someone at work, they had purchased it and they got a free copy with their RTX video card that they bought. So they gave it to me and I got, so I took it. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I, I feel less guilty about it, I guess, playing it that way. And I will say, I haven't, I, Ralph, I'm like you. I haven't bought, I probably haven't bought since, no, correction. No, I did, no, yep. No, correction, <laughs> correction. <laughs> I did buy Black Ops three, was it, Brandon? Well, we were laughing at the yes. terrible jump jump motion, so, so um, bad. it was pretty bad. But anyways, <laughs> I let's just say I haven't played extensively at Call of Duty since this one came out of Modern Warfare, and I've really enjoyed it. The crossplay has been really good. I thought my friends would play with me that did have it, but they're never online for some reason. Every time I reach out to them, they don't want to play, so I'm still playing this game by myself. But I've really enjoyed this single player. It looks beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Even the running gun stuff is fun. They made the maps bigger. They have like a Battlefield-type mode. I'm really enjoying the game on PC, um, and I just... Brandon, I'll let you. I'll head it off to you so you can talk about your feelings about the game, the cross-platform play, the exclusive mode, and all that. Yeah. So I guess I don't know if you want to, but you could almost combine stories here. Yeah. So we can do that. I kind of. So the stuff that Activision has done lately, because they are owned or not owned, they, there's a Chinese company, Tencent, that has a significant stake in their company. They're doing some shady stuff. And the fact that there was a, um, a Hearthstone player who said free Hong Kong and they took his earnings and basically banned him from play didn't what? sit well with me for one year. And yeah, for a year. And it was just like, I don't want to support a company that would do that. And so they, so that was that and what Pete was just talking about with the uh, exclusivity. And so I felt a little bit better once I saw that people were like, yeah, spec ops is terrible. Um, but there was still this thing. And so even though Bungie, or I'm sorry, Blizzard came out and sort of apologized for what they did to the Hearthstone player, it wasn't really an apology. It was almost like, yeah, we should have apologized sooner. It, it just, it did not come out well. And with those two things, I, I still haven't played this game. I do want to play it. Um, and it's actually really cheap right now. It's like 39 bucks. Yeah. And I, I, I almost say, pulled the trigger. I, I was going to ask. I was like, I might buy this. This might be a Call of Duty that I buy. And it's people, supposed to be really good. People it's a lot of fun. It's the best one. I will say um, I've played a handful of Call of Duties, and this one is a lot of fun, given its cross-platform play is really cool. Um, I... If you Brandon, if you bought it, I wouldn't hold it against you because <laughs> it's like it's tough, you know. Like you want to take a stance on something that you believe in, but I mean, I know it sounds like I'm saying it this way, but you know, you just want to buy a game or you want to take a stance on something you believe in. Like which is more important? But um, it's a tough decision as a gamer because the game is really good. It's a lot of fun, and I played it with I played it with our friend Gabe. I played it with with Ty, and it was enjoyable. And 
I don't know. It's, it's it's a tough decision to make. I mean, I'm totally with you, Brandon, on it though. Like if I, I I don't even know if I would have bought it. Funny story is though, I did buy Sekiro: Shadows Die twice, and it turns mm-hmm. out it's an Activision owned game. And I did not know that when I bought it. Nice. So, so yeah, I, so all that money I, you thought you saved by not supporting him and buying yeah. all the duty you got, you put right yep. back in. I just pockets. like I, I saw all these things about. I was like, yeah, let me buy. It. Oh, it's on sale on Steam. Click, and I have I have like <laughs> one click purchase, and I was like click and it, per- it was like then i started the game and it was like activision and i was like son of a bitch <laughs> like i'm an idiot <laughs> they done gotcha but um I- is it a tough decision it's it's not a tough decision as far as the game goes but the thing that i do miss like clearly all three of us have very fond memories of playing bad company too and it wasn't because it wasn't just the game like the game was really good but a lot of the stuff that we remember is playing with one another and if there's a game that uh, allows us to play on PlayStation and Xbox and PC, you know, that's great because it allows you to get some of that back. It's never going to be exactly the same, right? Because it was before we had kids. It was when we had a ton of time on our hands. And so you're never going to get back to that. But it's some semblance of that. And that's what makes it hard to pass up. I have a ton of games that I could be playing right now. Um, but if the thing that makes it gamer, hard to pass think- up is that. Yeah, I was like, you're a PC gamer. I'm pretty sure your backlog is pretty backed up too. So I can say mine. Yeah, it's huge, especially fun. because I got so. Um, Ralph was talking about Xbox Game Pass. I picked up uh, PlayStation Now, yeah, and that has just exploded my game library. And it was incredibly cheap. It was sixty bucks for a year. Like oh, wow. I don't know how to pass it. Yeah, it was a, it was a deal or a special or something. No, I think they just lowered the price. Hmm. I don't know how to pass it up. Because I got a chance to play the new God of War. Um, there are a bunch of PlayStation 2 games on there. There's like a couple of Katamari games I never got to play. Um, and then there were a couple of games that like Hollow Knight and um, uh, like Danger Zone. And like just little kitschy games that I wanted to play that I almost bought on Steam that I don't have to now. So yeah, in terms of having stuff to play, that's not my issue. It, re- it really is that communal aspect that Call of Duty could have. And that's what's disappointing. Yeah. Um, Ralph, you got anything left to say about... about um, Call of, I, oh, I said I, Battlefield, I, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Crossplay, the crossplay, is that like a in-game thing? or Yeah. Like, how does it work? You just join a party in-game, and then you can make it private. It's like, it's basically... Yeah, it's just you create an in-game party, and then you join in. It was funny because me and Gabe were playing, and we were just talking back and forth the whole time. And this one dude would just start cursing at us. He's like, why don't you just suck a fucking dick? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, like, so I was like, okay. Didn't miss this. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I guess the, <laughs> I guess, I guess the, what they say about Call of Duty players is, uh, it still holds true. <laughs> but, no, that's all Xbox Live. Xbox Live, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I just. It's so volatile, man. I was like, I forgot because I never joined. I always put it on mute. If you haven't, if you haven't, haven't, um, uh, you know, uh, and also think about making this not safe for work. (laughs) Yeah, if you haven't been cursed out by a kid on Xbox Live, you just yeah, you're not a true gamer. (laughs) You're not a real gamer. That's just like it was like when we were playing. we were playing regularly Call of Duty and Gears of War and stuff like that. Like that was, it was just like on a regular. <laughs> we were just like, listen to this kid. Like we had grown Rainbow men. Rainbow Six. Yeah, Rainbow oh, Six. Chocolate oh, Chocolate Milk Kid. <laughs> that'll yeah. that'll live in yeah. forever. Rainbow Six. Like who? <laughs> our thing with Rainbow Six was like, who's gonna be the shield guy? 
Like, we need a shield guy. Uh, I'm not going to be the shield guy. So the shield guy always has to go up front, and he always has to, you know, he always has to breach. So, Desert Eagle and the shield. Yeah, you need a shield guy. Like, I'm not being a shield guy. Not it. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Brandon, you already alluded to some of the, the stuff on this. I don't want to spend too much time on this one, even though there's a few things we can talk about, which is the Hearthstone player. Uh, his last name is Blitzchung. He appeared on a broadcast wearing gas a gas mask and goggles after he won uh, some tournament. And he said, like you said, liberate Hong Kong revolution of our time. And then immediately uh, on, or on October 8th, Blizzard said he violated tournament rules, specifically a rule against doing anything that quote brings into public disrepute offends a portion or group of public or otherwise damages Blizzard's image. So <laughs> like, Basically, you can't you can't have any of your own thoughts, right? You can't you can't have any of your own. You can't say what you believe in, which is kind of a dumb rule. But then I guess when you're when you're owned by a Chinese company or a Chinese company has a huge stake in your company, they don't want you to have thoughts and feelings about certain things. So, um, and then they actually reinstated the player after you know Twitter backlash and internet backlash. Um, they kept his suspension to six months instead of a year, and they gave him back his winnings. They actually actually got his winnings back. And then um, in BlizzCon this year, their the president Jay Allen Brack gave the half half uh hearted apology he never mentioned the player's name he didn't mention the specific incident he just said he was sorry that they didn't say they were sorry sooner basically what you said brandon so all that being said um ralph what do you got what do you have on that what do you think about that um i i, I am a uh uh i'm a super liberal lefty so I think that they they were wrong with it. I think that Blizzard is a corporation, and they probably did whatever their hierarchy said they should do. Um, when you were talking about their you know their codes or their bylines, where they said don't do anything to bring like a bad reputation on them, like ill this, repute, ill repute. Like, this <laughs> did the absolute opposite of what they said, uh, of what they told this guy not to do, right? Like, I don't think anybody, I think if he would have done that and and they didn't do anything, right? He did that and they didn't do anything and just let it, just let it pass by, it would have been nothing. It would have been a nothing. But because they took cer- such action, they brought the attention on themselves. And I don't understand why the people at Blizzard, whoever told them to do it, like the people at Blizzard didn't say, hey, this is going to cause us more trouble than it is going to help us. Right. We're going to get less money. If you care about money, we're going to get less money if we do this. I mean, it it depends on who said that, though, because if it's the Chinese stakeholders, then money isn't the most important thing. It it is because it's not the gaming. The stakeholders. No, it's no. If it's the Chinese stakeholders, what they care about is image. Right. No one in China wants the Hong Kong thing to be a thing. And I think you're right. Had they not said anything about it, it would have just blown over. Like, I would not know anything about this story. It would have just been another person saying free Hong Kong, of which there are a lot, especially, you know, uh, who have platforms. Uh So what they did do to try and stamp out this little bit of rebellion just made it worse. And, yeah, I just, man, it it wasn't about the money. 
It was about yeah. making a statement, and they, they miscalculated poorly. They basically like, yeah. we're sorry, China. What would you like us to do? <laughs> that's basically yeah. It. But also, there was, a, there was a meeting that took place. There's no yeah. There was uh-huh. a meeting, and somebody from you know the Tencent officers was like, hey, you need to do something. And I, Ralph, I bet you're right. I bet you somebody from the American side was like, listen, I get what you're saying. But this ain't fucking WeChat or Weibo. <laughs> yeah. uh, we can't shut it down. And if this <laughs> blows up, it will blow up in our faces. And somebody in China was like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. So and that's what happened. You know, I, I guarantee. To the two guys that were on that, the two guys that had uh, Blitz Chung on, they actually lost their jobs, I believe, from what I read from that article in Polygon. That the two hosts, uh, two announcers, they actually got fired from their position for having him on and him saying that. And I don't know if they brought him yeah. brought him back, but they actually so they actually fired those two guys. They didn't even have anything to do with it other than talking to him, like just doing their job. But since they brought him on, they fired those two guys. Yeah, Blizzard's Blizz been fucking up for a while. Oh, sorry. No, Pardon no, me. it's not safe for work. We've already established that. I'm not. I'm not going to spend four hours on I'm editing out. Like yeah, too. exactly. Me too. They, they've been crazy about end game. <laughs> they've been messing up for a while. It, it, it all started with the uh, what is it, Diablo, Diablo mobile game. Oh that yeah, everybody. That was last year, I think, or two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So, um. I think point. that that was a ridiculous backlash, though. I thought I thought that was yeah. dumb. I just thought I mean, it was basically entitlement for the whole the whole thing. Like, yeah. who, like who? Like, we thought you were gonna announce yeah. Diablo Four. Funny, yeah. funny story though. That's what they used to try to uh, sway the uh, the the limelight on this issue to Diablo Four. Like, hey, I know we did this bad thing, but look, Diablo Four. They announced that yeah. in BlizzCon. Like, like, come on, dude, seriously. And it was like so bare bones. Like everyone was like, just like it's it's as if it's as if Blizzard doesn't have a PR department, right? They just it is. It's it. China. <laughs> That's their PR department. <laughs> like they don't have any kind of like they don't understand. And I mean. America has been around for a very long time. You understand that that the, that those type of things aren't going to fly, uh, or not just in America, just in other countries that do not have you know their type their system all over the internet. Do you? Yeah. Do you know what's even a better example of that? Which I don't want to get too into, but was the whole NBA debacle with LeBron James and Daryl Morey? That whole thing when he was talking about free, we stand with Hong Kong, and then this whole thing blew up. That was like you said, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, LeBron exactly. LeBron James. Yeah, you said you're you're misinformed. I was, yes, yeah. it was a really big. But what you're talking about is every these two things coming to head. Like you had our culture and our freedom of speech, you know, so to speak coming to a head versus china like they they released some weird statement about what they thought was free speech and it wasn't really that wasn't what free speech was and it's just it's we're two totally different cultures and different governments it was just a really uh two different dynamics dynamic cultures coming to a head um with social media it was just an interesting i think that's a better example of what you're talking to um about ralph it just yeah. shows you that money is truly the root of all evil <laughs> <It is laughs> all right the root well, speaking of money, speaking of money, this this next topic, I like that segue. This the next topic I have uh, provided a lot of money for the studio. Uh, so this this month, or no, sorry, not this month, this year, on October fourth, Joker released a movie that I thought no one wanted. I thought was not going to be very good. Turned out to be 
quite the story this year, I would say. I mean, given the fact that it was probably the most profitable movie, superhero movie ever made, given it's over a billion dollars now, I believe. Uh, and the cost to make it, I think it said it was like $62 million to make it. What did you guys think about Joker this year? Brandon, uh, I'll go with you, Brandon. Since you're the LRM movie guy, what did you think about Joker? It's funny because I actually never made – I didn't – I think I was in London when they did a podcast on – uh the joker so i missed it uh i didn't care for it as a movie as a whole i thought that the acting was really good but i didn't care about the story uh or the plot or anything like that so it looked good it was acted well but i just i was bored i didn't care about the story and funny this version of the joker uh he is probably my least favorite even worse than leto joker because if you take away the way that Leto Joker looks, like with the grills and a damaged tattoo. Actually, I'm okay with the grills if the backstory for those is what they say that it is, which is basically that Batman punched his teeth out. Um, and I kind of like that because it shows that there's some sort of stakes for their interactions. Um, he isn't smart. He isn't funny. He isn't confident. He isn't anything that any other big screen Joker has been. And There's no charisma. There's I like get, no charisma. Yeah, there. zero. And I, I get that it is, one, a different take, and two, the potential that he could grow into that. But I don't want to see that if what Todd Phillips says is true and that he will never meet Batman. Like, what am I watching this character grow for? Right. If that's never going to be the case. So for all of those reasons, like I, he was just my, he was my least favorite and least interesting Joker, even though he acted well. Um, hashtag not my Joker. So funny story about this. I hadn't seen it until last night and we were talking about it. So I was like, let me sit through this. So I told my wife this morning after we watched it, I was like, you know, that movie kind of reminded me of a really bad car accident that you're just driving slowly by and you just can't look away from. And then you're never going to, but I'm not going to make a U-turn to come back and look at it again. Right. So like, I'm, I'm done with it. And then she turns and looked at me. She's like, yeah, you maybe watch that instead of the next episode of the Watchmen. And I started dying laughing cause she's really enjoying the Watchmen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so I think everything you said was on point from my perspective. The acting was superb. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was excellent. The direction, the uh, uh, the score was really interesting with a lot all the strings, like the 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 string. If you, I don't know if you noticed that it was like a lot of string instruments, and I thought that was kind of interesting. It played well into the story, into the scenes, and I thought the cinematography was great. But if one thing I kept thinking was like he felt really dumb, like he didn't feel like smart yeah. like to me joker is someone that could like you look at um the the dark knight jack nicholson oh yeah, like the dark knight like he's he was like wonky and little loopy but he had a he had a plan to his madness right like with this joker there was really really no plan it was just him just kind of devolving into this monster that just killed uh, a few people interestingly though they had some interesting deaths in that in in that movie i think the 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 knife not the knife the scissor stab in the neck and the eye was pretty like holy crap like that was pretty well done but yeah it just didn't it felt it didn't feel like joker to me i guess i could say it just felt like someone going crazy that was who was a clown it kind of felt like that to me it didn't feel like this is the joker in my opinion so he's the fourth no third live action big screen joker not counting 1966 or batman mask of the phantasm Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, 
Um, and you didn't really see it because he didn't interact with Batman that much with he um, uh, Leto Joker. Those first two Jokers, they were ahead of Batman at every turn. And they were, like you said, they were charismatic. They were funny at times. Like, they just brought... To be that crazy, to be that interesting, I'm sorry, to be that crazy, you have to have some sort of charisma. And I think that that's part of what people like about him in the comic books. He's still, he's psychotic, but he's charismatic. Um, and I, I, I don't think that that is personified any better than in his relationship with Harley Quinn. Like, I think if you understand that relationship, you understand why a lot of people like the Joker as a villain, because he's able to take this relatively straight laced individual who thought that she was ahead of the game, like knew everything and was a psychotherapist and just knew all this stuff, well studied, well educated and just broke her down. And that requires a certain uh, an incredible level of intelligence and charisma. I could never see this version of Joker with a Harley Quinn like that. Oh. Ralph, <laughs> how do you respond? Um, what do you think? What do you think about so, Joker? <laughs> well, uh, hard to follow so, up to that, I guess. <laughs> the movie overall, um, oh, the movie overall was just like slightly off for me. Like it just was, it, it, it it was hitting points, but it was just slightly off a little. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. As far as the Joker, I think um, uh, this was this was the Joker's beginnings, right? So all the other stuff that comes like after the the things you guys are talking about, which I I do agree with. I do think that it's a little. Uh, uh, heavy to put on this Joker right now, right? So this is supposed to be the beginning of this is the the inception of the Joker itself, uh, just as a as a villain, as as a um, you know just a way of thinking of this is how the the Joker came to be, right? That was basically what this whole story was like. This is how this. The, the Joker that we know, how they start, how it, he got over the hump. What was the, what was the 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 catalyst for those things? Um, the thing I did not, um, I really did not like about this Joker, and what kind of um, hurts it for me is that. <clears throat> so what you're saying is that Batman has just been beating up a mentally ill person for yep. all these years. That's yep. kind of where it. <laughs> bad for me right so he's been beating up so if they had kind of like taken that part out and just let him have some you know uh reconnaissance and the things that he was doing right if it had just been fake if he had just been faking it almost like uh whatchamacallit what's the uh memento if it had been like memento where he is this is not real okay like he doesn't well i thought all the things that happened in memento were real he just no, 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 the, the memory. Yeah, the memory. That okay. was not a real thing. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I do, I do, uh, I think they tried to leave it that way, right? They tried to make it seem like you didn't know whether he did all these things or not, right? 
Um, he just kept doing them in his mind. That would have been a really good concept if they really would have pushed it, right? That he doesn't know the things that he's doing or they're not real. Like American Psycho, right? That's kind of like what the premise of that movie is, is that he wasn't really doing all those things. He was just thinking them, and you don't really know whether he was doing them or not. Um, If they would have pushed that, but the whole like mentally ill thing, that just got me. I was like, so Batman's just been beating up a guy? And he's the, that's just that's like mentally ill and had been starved as a kid and doesn't have abused. the right brain capacity. Yeah, abused yeah, like they humanized him too much. Yeah, it's just like, well, okay. And so then when he starts going on a killing spree, right? He just starts shooting people and stuff like that. Like when he killed, um, when he killed Robert De Niro, we're like, okay, this is a crazy person that they've all been laughing at. This crazy person. And I mean, he's, uh, you know, they're all kind of like psychos and stuff that have mental problem, but it wasn't as if he was doing them. It felt like it was everybody else's fault except for his, right? It was like he really had no blame in in the whole movie. Yeah, that's the message that you want to send. Yeah, like he has no blame for this. This is everybody else. All the system fail him. uh, Everybody fail him. And when he goes on a killing spree, it's just like, oh, it's because everybody else didn't do what they were supposed to do to make sure she Chicken's doesn't kill. coming home to roost. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else didn't do what they were supposed to do so he could go out and start killing people, which isn't the way this, you know, this should work. Like bad things happen, people snap and they do bad things, but it's it shouldn't be put on like, hey, the police should have treated this person better because that because you know, or the social worker. If it wasn't for the social worker. He wouldn't have gone on this killing spree. Or if it wasn't uh, for them making fun of, of of him, he wouldn't have shot this guy in the head. It's just like, no, those, those two consequences don't even correlate, right? The things that happened to him and him becoming a serial killer does not even correlate. Like, they don't even come close, you know? So, <clears throat> and it wasn't like, uh, it was just, uh, it felt like, hey, this guy feels like he, sh- he should, uh, because people treat him badly, he should end their lives. Just doesn't seem to, it didn't seem to matter. But the, the, like uh, Brandon said, the acting was superb. The cinematography was superb. Just the story. Uh, and, uh, and I thought Zazie Beetz was going to be in it more. And she, she was, yeah, she really had a small role in that movie. Yeah, it was like really small, but the way they were talking about it was like, oh, they do all these different things with acting. I was like, she's only in it for like maybe, let's give her uh, ten minutes. Yeah, maybe ten minutes. She's in it. So, you know, the social workers in the movie more than Zazie. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Like I don't know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as far as Joker goes, um, but I can understand the praise. If people are praising the acting, right, and not the movie itself. Oh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix d- deserves an Oscar because I will say this I believed he was who he was playing. Right? <laughs> I yeah, did it was not, pretty convincing. I mean, yeah, I did not ever say, oh man, Joaquin Phoenix is really going. I was like, man, this, this Joker dude is messed up. You know what I mean? Like everybody in the movie felt like they were something. The Thomas Wayne thing was really weird, but I, I went with it. I understood, like, okay, if this is the, this is the Gotham we're in and this is the world, this is, this is Todd Phillips' Gotham. Then this is a new take on it. And was he yeah. his dad? No, no. You don't think so? 
No. I don't no, know, I, man. Because you heard her say this, that he had that stuff done to, uh, he, she, when no, he told her he said, he's adopted, she was like, in that scene, she's like, no, he, he's rich. He had people dock up that paperwork. I mean, I think the point of the movie was that, that she was, was crazy, almost, but it, I was, think there was some doubt there to think uh, that If I remember, would, that was, that was something his mother said. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and his she's mother, an unreliable narrator. Yeah, she was crazy too. Right. So, but I, here's, here's another way of looking at though. Who would believe her? Mental illness is hereditary. Mm-hmm. And so what are the odds that a, a mentally ill woman adopted a mentally ill boy? I think that that is a fact that is deliberately put there to sow doubt. Because mm-hmm. if anybody is powerful enough to forge those documents, it would be Thomas mm-hmm. Wayne. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I believe it. I I just think that there is more room for doubt. Like if, if Todd Phillips came out a year from now and was like, yeah, that was his dad. Like I, I wouldn't be like, nah, I, yeah, I guess I could see it. So where they, and he was, and Thomas Wayne was kind of a smug kind of asshole in the movie. Like, he was an you asshole. Know, you're right. And so that, that this just kind of plays into that storyline. But I him. think that, that he was an understandable asshole. Like a lot of people didn't understand him. And oh, I, was like, I get it. You touch my son, I'm gonna punch you in the fucking face. Right. Yeah, and the way when he was talking about the people, he's like, "Yo, I'm here to try to help you, and you're coming after me. Like, you're coming after me, and I'm trying to help the city. Like, you know, I am. You know, you, you know, you, there are people that can give and give and give no matter what. But uh, like, I would be a person like, yeah, look, I'm trying to help, and you guys are coming after me. Like, and with the with the whole thing with him in the uh, bathroom." with uh, the Joker, it's just like, you got to think think of the situation. Like, I'm in the bathroom. This guy comes in the bathroom. He's talking about somebody I knew a long time ago. Whether I did or did not know all these things happened, this is not the time and the place for us to go through it and go for it. And yeah, I'm going to deny it right now until I can come and talk to you about it. Like, expecting me to, <laughs> to just confess everything that's been going on in my life, even if I was your father, like right now, like what are we gonna do? You gonna, you're gonna I just you're put gonna... my dick away. I'm not having this conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if he had went to his house and he'd had that type of uh, you know, reaction, it's like, no, you just came off the street, dude. I don't even know who you are. You could have gotten this information from somebody else. Like, like I just think that like maybe I just think too too deep in it. But um, yeah, it was it was um also their wishy washy way about wanting it to be a bat. Wanting to put Batman in it and wanting to put the Waynes in it and trying to not do the Batman Wayne thing. Like they Yeah, I hated they, that. They put the murder in there and then they flash yeah. back. Like at the like the last like five minutes, they flash back to it. Right? I could have so done I think also it kind of breaks the movie. Yeah. There was no uh, point. They shouldn't have be, kept that in there, I don't think. Well, I say I don't it know. breaks the movie because the whole movie is supposed to be shot from his perspective. Everything that you see is from his perspective, mm-hmm. so they're able to give you that again unreliable narrator thing. So, like when you find out that none of that stuff was Zazie Beach was right was was true, you're like, oh, I have been watching this movie from his entire perspective, so it makes sense that this is all weird and and wouldn't make any sense. But then, like you just said, they showed that scene, and you're like, well. So why is that in here then? And it's funny that they did that. And to your point about being wishy-washy, because they definitely cut a scene with Zazie Beetz where she was watching Murray get shot. Because, again, they wanted to be able to say that this entire movie was from Joaquin Phoenix's perspective. Then why did they put that other scene in there? So you're right. 
Yeah, I don't know why they did that. And and, and it's right as he says, um, it's right as he says, like... Um, you wouldn't get the joke. Yeah, you wouldn't get the joke. And it's just like, okay, so where where is this in the timeline? Like, all of that was very sloppily... What do you think the joke was? Um, I know what I think it is. I'm just curious what you think it is. What did I think the joke was? I think the joke was... I think this is years ahead. I think when that happened, I think he's already met Batman. I think this is <laughs> Batman putting... Because the social worker was way old, right? At that so time. You, was that the same person? Because I asked someone else if it was the same person. He said no. I, I don't it think was it the was. Same I don't think it was. You don't think it was? No. Oh, well, she looked different. They, yeah. But it seemed like it had been years after he had been... But then he walked out and there was blood on his feet or something. Which I was like, did he yeah, kill her? He killed her. Yeah, yeah he killed yeah. her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but um, I think that this when he when they had him in the, the asylum, this is like years after he's already met Batman. He's already been the Joker. He's crazy. Batman has put him in there, and I think the joke was that he created Batman. He's like, I'm yeah. the one who started this whole thing. Like that's the joke. I agree. <laughs> That yeah. was my take on it, too. Yeah, so I just thought that he, he believed that he, you know, the joke is, hey, I wouldn't be in here, you know. The joke is, you wouldn't be dead if I hadn't done whatever. Like, all of this <laughs> has already been set up. Like, I, I, no, I didn't set it up. It's just a, you know, a, um, I don't want to, I don't know how to say it, but a repeating circumstance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, he, cre- he basically created his own problem. Yeah, I don't know if I think that the timeline. I don't know if I agree with you about the timeline part, but I definitely agree that, at least from my perspective, the joke was like I made the thing that has caused me the most issues, or the thing that, however he sees his relationship with Batman, mm-hmm. um, he's the one that that made it happen. Yeah, yeah. I thought and it was you, a moment of omniscience. Yeah, and you don't even know, right? Like you don't even know how he sees, right. you know. His, his his relationship with Batman. Well, you said Todd Phillips said he would never meet Batman, but I think that uh, in that point, I think that he knows that he met Batman, right? Or the joke is that like I killed my own father or something. The things I did happened to coincide with the killing of my own or who I thought was my own father. But uh, I don't even know why they would flashback. Todd Phillips. I did read one way one day. He said he's going to explain everything at some Whatever. point. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need another Zack Snyder out there. You had your shot. Just make Release the Phillips cut. Release the yeah. Phillips cut. <laughs> Those people are psychotic. <laughs> oh, that should be another, that'd be another story in itself, right? I should have put that in the Snyder cut. <laughs> Snyder Snyder said he said he he says he's got it. He said it's not complete, but he's got it. Release Whatever. it. Release the Snyder cut. <clears throat> hey um, man. People want to see it. All right, so we got those people are fucking. So moving on, we had two video game announcements this year: uh, Half Life Alex, which is going to be VR only. Um, it's a side story. It's going. It's not episodic. It's takes place before Half Life Two, um, and all the VR headsets will work with it. Uh, Brandon, are you convinced? Are you buying a VR headset? Or are you? Are you? Is this not enough no. for you? I still haven't. So I've tried the PlayStation VR. I haven't tried any of the more high-end ones. Um, I still am not ready for VR. VR might be ready, um, 
but I, there's nothing about it that's particularly compelling for me as of right now, one day maybe. I was so. really impressed by Oculus Rift. I think I told you about this, but yeah, I don't think this is enough to push me. I already have a $1,000 gaming rig, and I don't know if I want to put in another $500, you know. Ralph, what about you? What did you think about the Half-Life Alex uh, trailer and it being announced VR only? <laughs> so edit that out. Okay, yeah. I'm back. Okay, I didn't realize you had left. So anyways, what do you think about Half-Life Alex? Uh, is it enough for you to say you're going to get VR? I don't know if you're a PC gamer. Um, are you going to be? Do you think you're going to jump into the VR world with Half-Life Alex? What does it mean to you? I never played Half-Life, so I have no affinity for it. Oh, fair enough. I can see that. Uh, it was huge news. You know, everyone, even my son is super excited. I think he's a little disappointed that we didn't get VR, but uh, he'll live. Um and then the other video game announcements, which we already talked a little bit about, a little bit about, was the Xbox Series X announcement. It seems like everyone's going for 8K. They're saying they're shooting for 4K, 120 hertz frame rate. Uh, Ralph, I kind of want to get your opinion on this because you sound like you're a Microsoft guy, uh, an Xbox guy. Are you going to be getting it? What did you think about that announcement? Uh, I it sounded like the system was going to cost like seven hundred dollars. Yeah, so that was another thing that we don't yeah, know. Price is going to be at least six. Yeah. yeah, but it's a PC. It's a thing. It's a PC system. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like if you boil it down, every console is just a PC system. But this is going to be running so, Windows. You know, it's going to run some kernel of Windows. With, with the way they're going, one? with the way they're yeah, going, yeah, they they already it already does. It has its own like Windows. Yeah, like, it's got a kernel. Like, it doesn't have it doesn't have like a. It does. It's not like the. It's not the operating system, but it's running some some form of of Windows on it now. Yeah, those um, Windows eight. Yeah, it may be Windows eight. Um, I think that it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, if the system is six hundred dollars, they've already failed. So, don't come out. <laughs> don't. What if the PlayStation out. Five is six hundred bucks? There's no way Sony's gonna sell a six hundred dollar. Thing because they've already gone through that. Like they've already gone through having a high. The sweet thing. spot's like four hundred to five hundred, I'd say. Um, like five hundred is the right five hundred is the best place for gaming right now. If you're gonna sell a, a high end, like you're saying, this is the high end of video game consoles. Six hundred dollars. I mean, five hundred dollars is the sweet spot. It's just enough money for that you don't feel like you are spending like 600 seems like too much 500 seems like okay i can spend 500 dollars and be fine with it once you spend 600 once you get over to 600 dollars, then you have it and you're like i just this is 600 dollars, and and it better have enough it better have 600 dollars worth of enjoyment in it you know what i mean yep. like you, you can't sell a 600 dollar console and it just be it's gotta it's gotta blow minds to the point of I just spent six hundred dollars on a thing. I think you'd get a lot of wait and see with that price point. Yeah, yep. yeah. But they did announce that there's gonna be a lesser version of the new system that's coming out. There's gonna be one that's gonna be less powerful. I believe they said they're gonna be releasing. Why would anybody one. want that? I don't know. Yeah, I, and I don't think it's gonna have a disc drive, sort of like the Xbox One S system that's out now that they have with no disc drive. I think is what they said. But I know they said that they're gonna be in, they're going to have a lesser system <clears throat> that's gonna be coming out. See, I think as the other, I think they should do it the other way around, right? I think the more powerful system, like I don't know if if a disc drive is needed for a system to be powerful, but 
Um, I don't think we're there yet. I don't think as a game as gamers we're ready to say goodbye completely to the dish drive. I am personally. I, I think, think everybody is. is. I don't know when. It the depends last on where you are. Like right. I don't. I don't think. I think the higher end should be. Um, discless, and the lower end should be should have the disc in it. That actually just kind of makes sense. Yeah, that would so. be, that would be the best way to do it. Because you're saying these are the this is the premium. You must have the internet. You're going to download all your games. You're not going to put anything into the system. You're just going to buy it, and it's just going to work. And everything you, you're not even going to touch it. You're hardly going to touch it to even turn it on, right? You, you're just going to buy it, and that's it. And you put it behind your television or next to your television, and and it's going to do everything. Uh, but you know what? You know what's going to mess that up is the fact that there are going to be people who will say, "I don't understand why I'm paying more for less." And it doesn't matter that it's a thing that they don't use. Um, think about cell phones. People pay a premium for an iPhone 11 or a Pixel or a Samsung phone that don't have headphone jacks. However, all of those companies have mid-range phones that have headphone jacks. So I don't understand, like me as a consumer, why would I spend more money that has less stuff, even if it's a thing that I don't use? And that's the disk drive. Um, I would say because... If you want the, uh, if you want, I get the, what you're saying. You want the I, most. I don't disagree with you. I'm saying. I'm just that, saying that there are there are gamers out there who will you, react I, the same way that people are amount, reacting about the headphone jack. I think the amount of gamers that you would, because you're not going to please everybody. I think the amount of people that would have a problem with it, they don't even matter. I think that 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 amount of people that would have a problem with it would not even matter. You've got a system. You can take it anywhere. As long as there's a Wi-Fi connection, you pick it up, you put it down. You don't have to bring any games or anything else like that. You pick it up, you put it down. Wherever you put it down, you hook it up to the television or whatever. That's uh, I would sell it, uh, a no disk drive thing. But I know that they have like partnerships with like GameStop and stuff. Uh, I don't know why, but they do. Uh, just so that because they have to get the systems to people, which it doesn't even matter in this day and time because we have Amazon and stuff like that. So people <laughs> go buying most of this stuff. Like I've gotten all my all my Playstations I've gotten off of Amazon. That's probably why they break. And all my Xboxes I've gotten. You know I haven't gone into it, so I haven't physically walked out of a store with a console in maybe twenty, maybe fifteen years. Yeah, it's be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm gonna be I'm taking the wait and see approach. I may not even buy a system. I'm very happy with PC gaming. There are exclusives on the Sony system I'm interested in, whereas I know the exclusives like Halo on the Xbox I can just play on my PC, which is interesting. So I'm wondering how that dynamic dynamic is gonna play on this next gen with Microsoft pivoting to PC gamers, um, with the whole all their games are coming on PC as well. But uh, moving I think, on, uh, I Go think ahead. Microsoft. I think like my I think Microsoft says as long as you're playing our games, we don't care where you play them because you make because 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 companies, contrary to believe, make more make all their money on software and not on hardware. Like you take a long. Oh, I think that's well known now amongst games because yeah. they always take a hit on new consoles when they release. I think, yeah, like, consoles yeah. you don't make money until like five or four years after you released it. So you're making all your money off of software. So is I think Microsoft's saying, hey, 
If you play on your phone, you're still playing Microsoft on your phone. You're playing Microsoft on your computer. You're playing Microsoft on your computer. Like it's oh, there's a Microsoft everywhere type of uh, type of. Uh, I think they've gone that that way of it. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what it's happens. Long enough. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to part two of the top 2019 nerd stories. Stay tuned for the final part three that concludes our look at the past 12 months of nerd news.